VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Good morning and welcome to Go Green Radio. We have got a great show for you today, but first, I just wonder how many of you are feeling the way I do, completely exhausted from watching the Olympics too late at night. I just can't turn it off. I'm so proud of our women gymnasts, so proud of Michael Phelps. What an exciting time. Um, just a lot of fun watching the Olympics. But it's made me a little bleary-eyed every morning, but it's worth it. I love it. Um, today we are going to be talking about a program that I know a lot of you are already familiar with, but many of you probably aren't. It's called Roots and Shoots. It was developed um, through Dr. Jane Goodall's work, and a lot of us know her gorillas in the mist story, but we're going to hear from someone who has spent time with her, who has been actively involved in Roots and Shoots, who's going to tell us all about it. And this is a great topic for back to school because it is an educational program. It's also something that parents can do at home, just a number of ways to get involved. So you'll want to listen in, and uh, we're going to be interviewing Joshua Wickerman. Um, In just a moment, I'll be telling you how to get in touch with us. But if you want to ask Joshua questions, all you need to do is call in. Um, you can also email me if you want to ask Joshua any questions, and that's gogreenradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, let's launch into our interview now. Um, Joshua, are you there? I am, Jill. Thanks for Joshua. having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm glad that you could join us. Now, Joshua is the president of Roots and Shoots at the University of California, San Diego. Now, tell us, first of all, before we launch into what you do and what, uh, what kind of projects you've worked on, tell us what Roots and Shoots is, Joshua. Okay. Uh, Roots and Shoots was started in 1991 by Dr. Jane Goodall when she was living in Tanzania. That's where she did her research on chimpanzees starting in 1960. Um, it's the longest-running chimpanzee research project in the world. And before I go into this, um, a lot of people confuse Jane Goodall with Diane Fossey, the gorillas in the mist. Uh, that would be me, I guess. Was, yeah, so <laughs> just, um, I, I get that all the time. So um, it was started when she was working with the local children there, and I don't pretend to speak on behalf of Jane Goodall and, uh, or represent her vision of Roots and Shoots and, and what she hopes the world will become. But um, from my understanding, um, Roots and Shoots is a program for, for empowering young people to change the world through work with people, animals, and the environment. So it's very broad-based, it's very hands-on, and it's young people of all ages. Um, Roots and Shoots groups are in preschools and elementary schools, high schools, colleges, even retirement homes. I've even heard rumor of a Roots and Shoots group in a prison. Wow. So it was was from this working um, with with local people in Tanzania that, that Roots and Shoots really... Uh, began and now it's expanded to 
over 90 countries with tens of thousands of volunteers. Wow. And and how do all these, you know, it's a global program. How do you all kind of stay connected? How, how does it, how's the organization work that way? Well, Roots and Shoots has a very nice website, rootsandshoots.org, where groups can register. It's um, a small fee for registering a group, and then you get access to all the newsletters and information, and you get access to all the contacts of Roots and Shoots groups around the world. And wow. you can search projects that people are working on, look at pictures, and start communicating with them. So if you're interested in ending the, helping to end the bushmeat trade in uh-huh. Africa, then you could find out what groups are doing in Tanzania or Congo or, or elsewhere. Uh-huh. If you're interested in uh, what's going on in China, uh, maybe reforestation in the in parts of uh, Inner Mongolia where the Gobi Desert has has expanded, and um, you know they're they're planting roots and shoots groups are planting trees there to offset carbon emissions and to prevent further des- desertification and prevent the sandstorms that affect Beijing. Where, where I spend most of my time now. Well, and actually, that's where we met, but you know where else yeah. that, that sand affects? Where I live, in California. Um, we have found that, that some of that sand actually makes it over to our sand. And so that's a, that's a global problem. And that's one of the things that I talk about a lot with the Go Green Initiative is, hey, you know, the wind blows and the water flows. It's not enough to just do, you know, uh, small pocketed, you know, efforts here, there, and maybe, you know, anywhere. If we all unite and work together on some of the same issues, it benefits us all because, you know, the, like I said, the wind blows and the water flows. So and it so shows you, just how connected all of us are. It's not just climate change. It's mm-hmm. the, the Roots and Shoots program and Jane's message has helped me realize that we can't go a day without impacting other people and the planet. That's so. Right. It's, it's up to us to make small, small changes in our own lives that multiplied across a planetary scale mm-hmm. can change the world. So people, people say, how, how can you change the world? You're just one person, but you, you can change yourself. Mm-hmm. If everyone changes themselves in a positive way, that the effect is enormous. Well, it is. And what I love about your network with Roots and Shoots is that, hey, if you want pen pals or you want to collaborate with somebody that you may never meet face-to-face on a project that, you know, is far, far away, you absolutely can through the Roots and Shoots network. I I really love that. Now, how did you initially get involved in Roots and Shoots, Joshua? It's a funny story. Um, I was writing for a magazine in Shanghai, China, well, that's Shanghai. I was doing a story about nonprofit organizations in China, and um, the the Chinese uh, regulations about nonprofits are quite strict. They only ha- allow one organization uh, per geographic region to tackle a subject. And it was interesting that Roots and Shoots in Shanghai was the one organization that was tackling environmental issues, and it was also the first foreign nonprofit organization to be registered with the Chinese government, and that was fascinating. Oh. So I interviewed them, and 
I I just fell in love with with what they were doing and the people involved. Uh-huh. And I was uh, starting a graduate my my graduate program at the University of California San Diego to study international relations mm-hmm. and nonprofit management. And so I just threw out the idea, hey, can I come over to Shanghai for the summer before I start my graduate program and an intern? I've taught English abroad. I have a passion for organic gardens and worm composting. I could. I see you're looking for an education coordinator, uh-huh. so I can do some education coordination. And that turned out in uh, to be a, a summer, three months of working with college students on the education curriculum that they would use with young people. So they have uh-huh. a, a full curriculum developed. And then the development of the first curriculum for organic gardens in Shanghai in public schools. So we built an organic garden on a, at a preschool. Uh, it was actually a private school at, on the grounds of the Shanghai Zoo. And we built an organic garden um, in a middle school in the suburbs of Shanghai. Wow, that's exciting. pretty cool. That is, that's a great story. It's just great to be around optimistic young people who Absolutely. want to make a difference. And then well, yeah. um, I, the same magazine asked me if I'd like to interview uh, Dr. Jane, as we call her. Uh-huh. And so I uh, worked the contacts there and, and did the first interview with her. And I've done a subsequent interview. And then when I went back to California, uh-huh. uh, Dr. Go- Dr. Jane um, is also a UN messenger of peace. And she, along with, I think, seven other people, um, were chosen by Kofi Annan, the former Secretary General of the United Nations. Uh-huh. And she realized that the UN had a day of peace that no one really recognized. Um, and it, I think it, it falls in late September every uh-huh. year. It's a fixed date. But she wanted this to be, Dr. Jane wanted this to be a celebration for families. So Roots and she uh, created Roots and Shoots Day of Peace. And that's uh-huh. on, I think on a Sunday in late September. Well, two years ago and last year it was in L.A. in Griffith Park. And what this year like it will be in to, New York to talk City. To her. When you interviewed her, was it face-to-face? I mean, what's her aura like? You know, I've always wondered. She's such a great person. What's it like to, mm-hmm. to spend time with her? Well, she is one of the nicest people in the world. Uh, she'll nice your socks off, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and she has an aura of peace of oh. someone who spent most of her life in the forest and chose to come out of the forest think, because she realized that we have a planet in crisis, and if we don't do something now, our, our, envir- our tendency to uh, overconsume or to unconsciously destroy habitat uh, will, is imperiling uh, chimpanzees and, and even people. Mm-hmm. So she has the aura of someone with deep peace and someone who's on a mission, Mm-hmm. And um, she's also uh, quick to to argue a point. If you know, she's people equate peace with being someone who can be pushed over. 
Uh-huh. Being passive, um, but not so She much. has an aura of power as oh. well. And a lot of people also assume that in order to be in a position of power, one needs to be mean. But uh-huh. she is obviously a person who's cultivated virtue uh-huh. instead, trying to help everyone. And yeah. that, um, it, it's just a very, she's a very amazing person. Well, and it's no wonder that this organization has been so successful when at its core is someone with these kind of attributes, someone who's optimistic, someone who is in search of the answers, someone who inspires others to do great things. I mean, that's, that's an organization with a lifeblood that can be sustained, you know, and, and I just, I find that so, so inspiring, and it's no wonder that so many people have gotten involved with the program. Do you know how many people now are, are actually part of Roots and Shoots? I'm not sure. It's, I, I can't safely say. Tens of thousands, maybe 100,000. Um, wow. I know the 90-plus countries is accurate. That is, that is amazing. Yeah. Well, and, and Jane is, Dr. Jane is very is tireless in her pursuit of empowering young people. Um, well, she travels. Yeah, we are going to talk more about this because this is an exciting program that you're going to want to know more about. We're going to break, but when we come back, more with Joshua Wickerman and Roots and Shoots. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi, you can trust me. I'm African-American, just like you. So here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure that we get your house when you can't pay us back. What a lovely house. Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council. Do you need help getting a grant? Join the grant doctor, Bev Browning, for the program Get a Grant right here on Voice America. Each week, Dr. Bev takes you through an hour of timely topics for grant seekers, writers, and researchers. You'll learn everything there is to know about grants, grant writing, and funding. You won't have to keep asking, where's the money? And how do I get it for my organization? Get a Grant with Dr. Bev Browning is heard every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. Ah! 
There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Today we are talking to Joshua Wickerham, the president of the University of California San Diego chapter of Roots and Shoots. This is a program that was started by Dr. Jane Goodall and is now in 90 countries. It's available uh, online. We're going to hear that website again from Joshua in just a moment. But uh, this is a program that anyone can get involved in. I loved what Joshua said in the last segment. It's for young people, the youth no matter what their age, the youth of all ages. So welcome back, Joshua. Hi, hi, Jill. Hi, Go Green listeners. <laughs> now, you are the president, as I mentioned, of the UCSD chapter. Tell us about your group and how you came to be the president of that group. Well, um, it's a small group, and we like to partner with other groups. I started grad school at UCSD in 2006, and I realized that there was no Roots and Shoots chapter there. And I thought, how can this be? Uh, mm-hmm. Jane Goodall had gotten awards from UCSD, had visited, has a relationship with with um, people on campus. And so I thought, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to try to do it right. And yeah. that it took a lot of planning, uh, deciding which areas we we're going to focus on, because Roots and Shoots is about empowerment and education. And we wanted to ed- uh, work with um, underprivileged children um, in the inner city of San Diego mm-hmm. and discovered that there was a program in the University of California system that helps young people, uh, usually minority students, uh, think about going to college and gives them encouragement in going to, to college. Mm-hmm. So we, we partnered with the Early Academic Outreach Program in, at UCSD mm-hmm. and are, are doing an education program with them. Well, Tell us about that. Tell us about some of the projects that your Roots and Shoots um, chapter at UCSD has worked on. Mm-hmm. So um, there's the education program. Which, what does that amount to? Well, Roots and Shoots has developed a curriculum that people can use. It's available electronically. Mm-hmm. And right now it's about getting to know the school. We're, we're a young organization so we have started working in classrooms. We don't have a specific Roots and Shoots program at mm-hmm. it's Gompers Charter Middle School in San Diego. Mm-hmm. We don't have a program specifically named Roots yet, but we have Roots and Shoots volunteers there and exploring that. Um, uh-huh. We also, with the Tijuana Estuary, um, building pervious pavers, they're called, which involves building wooden frames and using a special kind of cement 
that allows the water to go through first. Uh-huh. If you have a big parking lot with asphalt, the water will just run off and create erosion. So we're working on that. Uh-huh. And, and are also students invited involved with that as well? I mean, you have young people out there helping you? We have uh, roots and sh- we have UCSD students helping gotcha. with that. Gotcha. And what are their typical majors? I mean, if they join Roots and Shoots, what do they come from a variety of of disciplines, or are they all environmental science majors? What's their background? Sure, we have uh, other students of international relations, like myself, mm-hmm. at the graduate level, and we have a person who studies uh, history of science. We have a, I think, a biochem major. We have a political science major involved. So it, it really is cross-disciplinary and, and cuts across all interests. That's probably really good, don't you think? I mean, that's probably mm-hmm. an asset in terms of, you know, perspective and giving you some three-dimensional um, perspective on the projects that you're doing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Do you, do you do much outreach on campus? I mean, how did the students that are involved actually know that you were forming a group? It started with me uh, hanging out by the sun god, the statue in sunny <laughs> Southern California, the mascot of UCSD, it, well, the unofficial mascot, um, with a clipboard and getting people's email addresses, passing out little pamphlets that I had designed and, you know, just keeping tabs on what's happening around campus and popping up and uh, putting out the message. I love and it. That's so grassroots. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's and, great. And getting getting administrative people involved as much as possible. Getting funding is important. It's tough, but uh-huh. it's very important for the sustainability of the organization. Uh-huh. Reaching out to corporations that might want to sponsor or reaching out to similar groups that might want to partner with you. Reaching right. out to the Humane Society to bring animals on campus. Um, another activity we did was um, on April Fool's Day last uh, this year, uh, <laughs> Dr. Jane was in Southern California, and we had her for two hours. So we packed her schedule full of activities. We partnered with the Slow Foods Movement of San Diego, and they provided fresh-grown greens from the area and fresh uh, food of all sorts, all organic, all local. And we had a luncheon, and we, we sold tickets. The only thing that I would change about this is we didn't charge enough. We didn't realize what a big draw Dr. Goodall can be. <laughs> we recouped our costs, but we didn't really make any money. Uh-huh. But we did, we also uh, present some awards for groups on campus. We, uh-huh. we put out um, an application to groups. We, we were looking for the best peace group, uh-huh. the best group working with animals, the best group working with the environment, and the best working with uh, the human community. So we had tons of applicants, and it was a rigorous process selecting the best ones with lots of people involved. And then we presented the awards, and they all got to, all the groups got to meet Dr. Jane briefly and join us for that delicious local uh, vegetarian luncheon. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And Joshua, we, we were having you a little bit of static there on the line, so uh, I just want to make sure you're good to go on your line, on the end of your line, because uh, that was good information. We want everybody to hear you. And, okay. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to let you know that. But one of the things that I think is so neat about what you were just talking about 
is this interrelationship between the human community and nature and wildlife. And one of the things that, that I like to underscore, like with the Go Green Initiative, it, we're a little bit of a, a different environmental education program. We don't see human beings as separate from nature. We see them as part of nature. And oftentimes when, um, you know, I see other groups separating humans from nature, it's kind of like, well, gosh, you know, that's not really um, the reality that we live in, and um, it's not very inspiring. Um, you know, right. We want people to engage in, you know, preserving nature and appreciating nature and um, the world that we live in. We need to talk about being a part of that system, that, that natural system. And so what I love about what you were just saying was that you've integrated um, humans into nature as, as one system. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the choices we make about the food we eat or the places we go all affect animals and other people and the environment. Absolutely. Well, now you're on the College Leadership Council for Roots and Shoots. And uh, now we've talked about the, the global organization of Roots and Shoots to some extent, but tell us what the College Leadership Council is tasked with. What is that exactly? Well, um, it's a small group. There are about 12 of us, and we specifically have one project that we work on per year. Last year it was a um, Rebirth the Earth project, a tree planting project. This year we're working on a water campaign. I'll Uh explain that a little bit more. Um, But we also work on cultivating our own leadership skills and being ambassadors for the Roots and Shoots program, Uh sort of uh, helping to guide the direction of the college program. We write articles. Uh, We just sort of help find the the compass for Roots and Shoots at the college level Uh and and reach out. I I help start new groups in other schools and advocate Roots and Shoots. Um, And the, the water campaign that we're working on will be a... First, a national campaign with global ambitions and global impact, we hope. Uh-huh. Um, it will be a kind of nine or ten uh, point bullet list um, in, the, in the beginning of everything from, well, what about plastic bottles on campus? Is there any way we can reduce the, the sales and the use of plastic bottles or ban their sales on campus uh, and promote the use of uh, metal containers or reusable containers for water? Mm-hmm. What What's the local legislation about water, about water access? Well, uh, you know, you are sitting on one of the hotbeds of public policy around water. In San Diego, um, California, as you know, is in a drought, and San Diego is kind of at the end of the California water chain, mm-hmm. and, you know, the state lacks the infrastructure to deliver the water that we have. We lack the water storage to capture the water that we could have. And it's a, it's a really big controversy that's brewing in California. Mm-hmm. Do you expect um, your group to, to kind of deal with any state legislators on this issue? Because that really is going to be a hot button in California. We'll have to see. We have tons of roots and shoots groups in California. Well, so, I'd love to uh, help you. College, we have a California <laughs> Leadership Council as well. So we'll just see how this develops. This is in the very uh, early stages. We haven't really gone public too much with the water campaign. Uh-huh. Um, but it's 
It's about um, water access, uh, you know, yeah. access on lakes. It's about uh, water as uh, access to clean water. It's about uh, what corporations are doing with water, what their policies are about water. Ooh, I want to talk about this some more after the break. This is good stuff (laughs) because when it comes to environmental public policy, water and energy are two of the biggest topics that we're talking about these days. So we're going to be going to break here in just a moment, but when we come back, more with Joshua Wickerham uh, and Roots and Shoots. Don't go away. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. We all have issues. Parenting, addictions, disorders, anxiety, stress. How do we expand on what's working and improve what's not? Let Quantum Leaps with Beth Wilson bring you a high-energy approach to personal growth and creative life change. Listen every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Women's Channel. Let Beth bring you back to sanity with a blend of humor and perspective so you can make the change you need. Quantum Leaps with Beth Wilson, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, here on Voice America Women's Channel. No excuses, no delays. If you have goals you want to achieve or changes you need to make, then it's time to take charge of your life with America's change buddy, Nancy Christie. This show will help you lead a more productive and fulfilling life starting now. Take Charge of Your Life challenges you to expand your sense of possibilities. Take Charge of Your Life with Nancy Christie is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America. Let change be a positive force in your life. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Today we have Joshua Wickerham, the president of the Roots and Shoots chapter at the University of California, San Diego. Welcome back, Joshua. Thanks, Jill. Now, before the break, we were starting to talk about what the College Leadership Council is doing with Roots and Shoots. Go back to that. Tell us more about the College Leadership Council, who's a part of it, and what you do. It's... Uh, 
comprised of youth leaders from around the country at the college level. And we have an annual conference where we talk about different topics, and we choose a campaign to focus on every every year or every six months. Um, and Let me ask you a quick question. Hate mm-hmm. to interrupt, but if we have listeners who either are college students or no college students who might want to get involved, how do they get involved in the College Leadership Council? Well, first you have to get involved with Roots and Shoots mm-hmm. in your community mm-hmm. and really take action, uh, take responsibility, and put yourself out there and try to make a difference and mm-hmm. do Roots and Shoots as well as you can. And rec- then uh, the, I don't know formal mechanism for recruiting people, but if you make some waves, um, Mm -hmm. you might get noticed at the national level and might be invited to join the College Leadership Council. Excellent. How long have you served on it? Let's see. It's about a year now that I've been on it. Great. Now tell us more. What are you all doing? You talked about how you're choosing various campaigns. Let's go back to that. What are you up to? So the last campaign was uh, Rebirth the Earth. It was about planting trees, raising money to plant trees, and now we're working on water issues. Well, let's go back to the tree issue. How did that go? How do you measure the success of a campaign like that? That's pretty big. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, number of trees we've planted, number, amount of money we've raised. Mm-hmm. I would say that's how we measure it. Who did you partner with? Did you have any partners like the American Forest and Paper Association or Trees for the Future or any other groups that you worked with? I'm not sure because I came in on the tail end of that project. That project. Uh-huh. So, so tell I, us now about the water campaign. Mm-hmm. So that started with ideas like let's sell reusable bottles and use the proceeds to buy life straws, which, are, which filter water. You can stick them right into a puddle and suck through them, and it purifies the water. And, no and way. Bacteria. They cost a, a dollar or two. Um, and then, now, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. Life straws? So I could stick this in a dirty puddle of water and suck drink. on the straw and drink the water and not drink Exactly. Yeah, what it, if it's salty water? <laughs> it I, mean, I don't know if it purifies salt, if it takes okay. out salt. But if you can find a dirty like puddle after a rain, you can drink the water. Wow. That's, that's what I understand. That's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've got to find out where to get these. Because, I mean, heck, even if you're going camping, you never know. That could yeah. end up being useful. And who knows? You might want to keep a few around the house. You never know. Um, yeah. What's going to happen these days? That's part of your disaster preparedness kit. Well, I mean, and frankly, you know, I travel, you travel. You Mm -hmm. know, drinking out of airport, you know, water fountains is kind of like hit or miss whether you really Mm -hmm. want to do it. That could even be helpful in that kind of a situation, Mm -hmm. out of drinking fountains. So what else? Reusable containers instead of plastic water bottles. awareness of plastic bottles, bottled water on campus, uh, reducing the amount of bottled water that's sold or even banning the sales of bottled water on campus. Now tell us what, you know, what your organization sees as the danger of plastic bottles. I mean, I'm in the industry. I think I know. But for our listeners, um, what are you going to be telling folks about the plastic water bottles and why you're taking this action? Um, I don't know if I have the official line uh, right, but from my perspective and from what I've heard, you know, some people say if you buy San Pellegrino water from Italy, it's like filling half the bottle with oil uh, in that it's shipped halfway around the world and it, it uses all this energy. Even if you're buying local water, um, you still are buying a plastic bottle 
It's still being shipped. It's still being refrigerated. And more importantly, at a, at a moral level, not everyone can afford to buy plastic water. So why are we commoditizing a, what should be a public good that should be available for everyone? Um, everyone needs to drink. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's about shifting away from the privatization of water at the detriment of people to uh, shifting the way, either, either the way companies privatize water so that mm-hmm. they are actually providing cheap and affordable water to everyone or that it's a public good. It's managed by public institutions. I know in Detroit, for example, there are a hundred plus thousand people who don't have access to running water because... In in the United States of America, in Detroit, Michigan, Mm -hmm. is it how many people that don't have access to clean running water? Over a hundred thousand people. How is is, it possible? um, it, It was privatized and the company didn't see profit in providing water to some of the people. This is what I've heard from activists that I know in Detroit. I live in Michigan, and my friends in Michigan um, put on something called the Water Festival. They're uh-huh. folk musicians, bluegrass musicians, and they want, every year they have a what they call a celebratory call to action on water issues, organized by... Earthwork Music and Fox on a Hill. And we invite speakers every year, activists, uh, politicians, uh, representatives from industry. And she said it's just a travesty what, what's going on in Detroit. And, and here's my question. Why hasn't CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or somebody picked up on this story? How could there be 100,000 Americans in Detroit, Michigan, right there in the heartland, without access to clean running water. If that's the case, we need to investigate that. That's, I've never heard that before. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Now, how, as a college leadership council, are you guys going to measure the success of your campaign? Um, you know, what will be the end result? What will success look like? And, and I ask that because, for instance, you know, with my program, the Go Green Initiative, we measure success um, by ha- ha- helping schools and training them to quantify how much stuff they're keeping out of the landfill, for instance, how many pounds of aluminum, how many pounds of paper, and etc. all these things that they're recycling, then we take all those numbers, run them through an EPA-sponsored calculator where we can say, based on this much waste diversion, we've saved this many metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions, saved this many barrels of oil, saved this many gallons of water, so that we can measure the results of our efforts. Similarly, how will you, or, or, or maybe this is yet to be determined, but how will you measure the success of your campaign? How will the world be different, even if it's mm-hmm. just by a little bit, um, at the end of your campaign? If That's really cool, Jill. I mean, that, what you're doing and the measurement, if we don't measure what we're doing, we don't know if we're being effective or not. Right. And so from our perspective, it's... Uh, the number of people involved in the campaign. Mm-hmm. Some of these things we, we can't measure. We can't really measure how people's perceptions of water change unless we did complicated surveys. Right. So it's about, on the one hand, raising awareness and getting people involved in water issues, and you can measure that to some degree. But it's also about you know, having, two dormi- having all the dormitories on campus be aware of their water use last year and then having a competition to reduce their water, which dorm can reduce the use of water the most. That's a great or, idea. Um, 
have they really limited the have campuses really limited the use of or the sale of plastic bottled water? That's mm-hmm. if they can get access to the sales figures from the campus stores, they they can figure it out. Or if if a store agrees to ban the sale of plastic bottled water, you can right. measure that. Well, and um, and how are you going to um, let people know that this is going on? Like for instance, if there's a college in Louisiana doing some great project. How will colleges in Florida and Montana know about it and get the same idea? How are you going to share these these awesome projects and the results? Mm-hmm. It's a combination of using newsletters and writing articles about best practice in college, on college campuses or in elementary schools or middle schools or retirement homes or wherever people are um, working on water issues. And it's also about people reporting themselves, writing about it on their own blogs or submitting stories, uh, project reports, to the Roots and Shoots website. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every Roots and Shoots group is registered on the website and can share information and collect information. Well, it occurs to me that, you know, as you mentioned, Dr. Jane is quite the draw, and Mm -hmm. I would assume she would be quite the media draw as well. I mean, if she were to visit some of the sites uh, where campuses are doing a great job with this campaign, um, you'd probably be able to get a lot of media attention as well, which mm-hmm. is a great way of educating folks about what you're doing. Um, so right. I, She'll I very think, likely do that. She travels yeah. 320 days of the year. People ask her where she lives, and she points to the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's tough. That's a Most, lot of days. It's mostly of visiting grassroots organizations, Roots and Shoots groups, who are doing great work. Oh, man, that's, that's amazing. Um, and, and when she comes in, I'll bet that just generates even more excitement if they didn't have it already. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty amazing. Well, a quick question for you. What does it cost to get involved with Roots and Shoots? And I'm sure some of our listeners are saying, I'm sold, I want to be part of Roots and Shoots. Now give me the bottom line. What does it cost? Um, There are some small registration fees, uh, Mm -hmm. nothing over $50 for a big group. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get involved, you don't really need to pay any money. You just have to invest your time. Uh, If you don't want to buy materials, I'm sure you can find recycled paper or reuse paper, reuse materials, and, and... and that's better for the planet anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's really an investment of time and, and effort and brain power and, and hope mm-hmm. that, well, that people have to, to put in. Is there any sort of benchmark, like, for instance, you know, kind of an average that a successful Roots and Shoots program would spend? Well, I don't know. It depends on what kind of project you want to do. Mm-hmm. If you are concerned about animals and the way uh, animals are... are um, not being adopted, or um, maybe you want to bring animals from the Humane Society to your college campus uh, during exam time to reduce mm-hmm. stress. You know that that's only the the cost of making a phone call to the Humane Society. They'll probably mm-hmm. come out with the animals trying to adopt <laughs> them. Um, or if you want to do a more comfortable. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we've got more great ideas coming from Joshua Wickerham on Roots and Shoots. We come back from the break. Don't go away. More Go Green Radio in just a moment. Talk, talk, talk. 
That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Hi, my name is Aaron, and I'm a survivor of mannequinism. Mannequinism is basically when you turn into a hard plastic shell. They say it's from not being politically active. For me, it started when I didn't register to vote, and then I stopped volunteering, and before I knew it, I wasn't doing anything. And that's when I found a small patch of plastic on my right shoulder. Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Do you know what the most complex piece of your business capital investment is? Is it the technology? Is it the infrastructure? Could it be the office and corporate structure? The most complex piece of your business capital investment is the human being. Return on Human Capital is a unique program that discusses some of the most important issues facing leaders in business. Join your hosts, Howard Pines and Jay Santamaria, for Return on Human Capital, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Today we're talking about Roots and Shoots, a program that was started by Dr. Jane Goodall. But before we go back to interviewing Joshua Wickerham, the president of the UCSC chapter of Roots and Shoots, I want to tell you what we're doing next week. Next week's show is going to be great, um, and it's relevant to absolutely every single one of us. The topic is greening your home. We're going to have Christopher Gavigan, the author of Healthy Child, Healthy World. He's going to join us to explain how we can create a cleaner, greener, and safer home. Uh, Christopher is the CEO of the nonprofit organization that's called Healthy Child, Healthy World. And uh, his organization's mission is to protect the health and well-being of children from harmful environmental exposure. Um, And they serve to educate parents, teachers, um, and they also support public policy that uh, will protect children and their health. So don't miss that show next week with Christopher Gavigan, the author of Healthy Child, Healthy World. Now we're back to our interview with Joshua Wickerham, president of the UCSD chapter of Roots and Shoots. Welcome back, Joshua. Thanks, Jill. Now, many of our listeners are involved in schools that range from preschool through 
University. Now, age group by age group, give our listeners your recommendations for getting involved with Roots and Shoots and what they might be able to look forward to if they do. Ooh, that's a tough one. (laughs) Uh, If it's a teacher that wants to get involved, uh, teachers know best what developmental level students are are at. But if it's um, parents, then you know what your kids like to do. And just find what the kids are interested in and give them some hands-on activities with an environmental or social or animal message or peace message, and you're well on your way. Now, if we go to the Roots and Shoots um, website, are there some ideas there? Are there uh, best practices? If you're somebody who's really anxious to get involved with this, but you really don't know where to begin, sure. uh, tell us yeah. what you do. Yeah, you can go to rootsandshoots.org. Mm-hmm. And you can do everything from track down where Dr. Jane might be to uh, look at what other Roots and Shoots groups are doing. You can register either as an individual or as a group and search projects, search the database. You can read articles from national Roots and Shoots publications and local Roots and Shoots publications. California has its own um, Roots and Shoots uh, board and, and group that sends out something, and uh, the Great Lakes region has a Roots and Shoots uh, regional group. So you can you can really um, drill down to, to the local level on the website, and not just nationally, but globally as well in the 90 countries that Roots and Shoots operates in. You can That's find fantastic. something that will tickle your fancy anywhere in the world. Yeah, on any number of different topics. That's what I love. I'm looking at your website right now, and it's so comprehensive. I mean, there truly is something in this organization for everyone. Um, No matter what your interest is, if you have any interest in anything that has to do with animals, with nature, with the environment, there's something here for everyone. Now, there are a lot of opportunities. Like, for instance, you've gotten to serve on the College Leadership Council. Um, There are a lot of leadership opportunities and other types of opportunities for individuals and groups that participate in Roots and Shoots. Um, in their local communities and on a larger scale. Talk to us about those opportunities um, okay. and what, how is it possible to kind of grow within the organization? Sure. Um, well, school sometimes doesn't prepare us for real life. And <laughs> real life, we need jobs. We need a treasurer to take care of the money. We need someone to work with media or to make posters for a Roots and Shoots group. So it, at the local level, there are lots of leadership opportunities within a group Um, You need someone who's in charge of maybe fundraising or you need someone who is interested in education, who can run an education project, or you need someone who's interested in doing a specific project and and really give them the responsibility to try it out and and be uh, active in Mm -hmm. the success of the project. Mm -hmm. And then moving up, there are state and regional councils that people can sit on and national councils. And with that brings opportunity for traveling to global leadership council, leadership meetings. Um, this year it was held in, uh, it was held in Disney World in Florida. Oh. Disney oh, put everybody up and um, there were people from all over the, youth from all over the world there. Really? And now, what exactly do you do? I mean, it sounds like a great opportunity, but if some of our listeners are wondering, you know, what do you do at those big meetings, tell them what they can expect, what they could look forward to. 
Well, I wasn't able to participate in the last one because I, I, I actually have a full-time job in China working mm-hmm. for a think tank, uh-huh. and I had an important think tank activity to do then. Um, but what I hear... And, and they don't think that you can think better, like in Epcot Center. I mean, I really find <laughs> if I've got to think deep thoughts, you know, if I'm, exactly. you know, writing Pirates of the Caribbean or something, I, I'm just in the zone. Next time I need to convince them of something, I'll I'll have them talk to you. Yeah, I can help you. I got your back. I've got Thanks. your back. <laughs> um, but you know, it's leadership training and um, talking about global campaigns and the direction of. Roots and Shoots as a whole, what we want to accomplish. It's having time with Dr. Jane um, and having media opportunities, things like that. That's excellent. Now, if somebody were to ask you what you think the greatest benefit to getting involved in Roots and Shoots would be, what would you tell them? Well, for me, it's from the heart. It's being honest and active and involved with so many passionate, hopeful young people. And... Mm -hmm. Dr. Jane talks about the, dis- the, the great capacity of the human brain and the disconnect from the human heart. And this mm-hmm. is really about connecting the heart and the mind together to save the planet. Through action. Yes. I, yeah, that's really powerful. Um, and I think that, you know, it's a great message to the youth of the world uh, that, that there really is action that can be taken so many times. We see these stories in the media of polar bears out on, you know, stranded on, on ice, you know, melting ice caps and whatnot. We feel so small. Like, mm-hmm. you know, gosh, what in the world can we do? But it sounds like Roots and Shoots is really helping people believe and see that they can make a difference, that these problems are solvable if we all work together. Is that accurate? Exactly, and there's a big difference between being reactionary or being opposed to something or angry about the state of the world and going out into the world with a vision. Your, your plan might not always work out the way you hope, but having a vision is so much more constructive and, mm-hmm. and nice than just complaining and worrying about what's happening. That's can all make a, difference. a really important point. Um, and too many times, you know, we see exactly what you said, people who will just say no to things but not offer the, well, here's another idea. And, you know, even if we all come to the table with different ideas and different visions, if, you know, we're putting those out there and we're passionate about it and, and we're flexible enough to listen to others, what may result is an even better plan when we all put our heads together. And it sounds like some of the leadership conferences that Roots and Shoots puts on allows for that kind of a dialogue. Mm-hmm. Great, and that's an important point. It's not just about having a good heart and trying to make a difference, but really having good ideas and being smart and strategic about mm-hmm. things. We all, we all have limited time, and we want to be effective. So. That's right. So this is an organization that can absolutely help us do this. Well, Joshua, it was such a pleasure having you on the show, and uh, I wish you the best of luck with the water campaign that the college leadership is putting together this year. Folks, get out there to the Roots and Shoots website. Now tell us again, Joshua, you, it's rootsandshoots.org. That's is right, that right? rootsandshoots.org. Thank you, Jill. You bet. Well, don't miss the show next week. More Go Green Radio next Friday, same time, same place. 
Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week. 